Hello, Greenvillians, and welcome to another episode of Greenville Mike. This is our podcast where we're talking about our life in Greenville and what's going on in Greenville, including our takes on noteworthy news, events, food, and more. I'm Tracy. And I'm Will. This week, a Furman grad takes control of Finland. New restaurant locations in Greenville and pandemonium at the Greenville Zoo. Welcome to the Weekly Rundown. This episode is brought to you by Common Pops, delicious frozen popsicles made right here in Greenville, South Carolina. With ingredients sourced from farmers around the upstate and flavors sourced directly from Charlie's Chocolate Factory, if the rumors are true, you'd be insane not to buy a Common Pop right after you finish listening to this podcast. Common ingredients, but uncommon deliciousness. Visit CommonPops.com or at Common Pops on Instagram to see how to get your hands on a pop near you. All right. All right. We're back. Post-Valentine's Day. Yeah. We got to talk about what we did on Valentine's Day. Do you have the va- the post-Valentine's Day blues? I do. For do you, good reason, I think. Do you get hype about Valentine's Day? Um, Not for the traditional reasons. Right. We don't really have a traditional Valentine's Day. No, we don't. You don't get me flowers or candy. Yep. Because, you know, that is... Like, that's the traditional mold, but everybody's unique. You we, know? we are not the type that fit into a mold. No, we're not. And it's like, you know, if I were going to get you roses and a box of chocolates, but you would much prefer like a box of donuts and a nice steak, then that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Right? And that's what we did. And that's exactly what we did. <laughs> so on Valentine's Day, we did not go out to dinner. Nope. But you did make me a steak. It was not the greatest steak. But it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I think I just, I did high heat. And not that, I don't know if anyone needs my my whole <laughs> steak tips here. But uh, I did high heat in the oven for a short amount of time. But I think because it was a boneless ribeye, it needed low heat for a longer amount of time to like make it more tender. Yeah. That's my theory. Well, now we know, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. It was still a pretty good steak. It was good. Um, and then we did our tradition of getting donuts on Saturday. We did. And we typically like to take a little adventure and travel when we get donuts. Because, you know, we have the donuts in the city we're living in with some regularity. Some regularity. You know, like yeah. one, like once, once or twice every month or two. Yeah. So... You know, we decided that we were going to go to Hendersonville to McFarlane Bake Shop on the suggestion of a friend. Yeah, and it was a good suggestion. It was a good suggestion. So they've Um, been around since 1930. Yes, and I was going to say it's a very mom and pop vibe. It is. It's, yeah, it feels like a very traditional bake shop. Or bakery. They had not only donuts, but they had like sugar cookies and chocolate chip cookies, a bunch of pastries. Yeah, lots of pastries, pies. They had apple pies and blueberry and blackberry pies. Yeah. There were a lot of people in there. It was packed. It was. I know. It's kind of the place where I feel like like a lot of traditional bakeries, or I don't know, it reminds me of like something in New York too, where you walk in and the long counter is on your left 
all the way down the hall. Yeah. And you just like get in line and you like move on the right. And the right is just a line and there's no seating. And it's like, you're here to get big goods. Yep. Like, let's get down to business. And there's no fluff about it. No, no fluff. There's just like, you're not like Unless wowed you're talking by th- about the donuts. Right. You're not wowed by the aesthetic. You know, it's not this new trendy hip place. It's just your mom and pop donut shop. Yeah. Where they don't need that stuff. No. Because they've got bomb donuts. Oh, yeah. Who needs branding when you've been around since 1930? They have no branding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. I, what did you think of it? I thought it was really good. Yeah. I'm a fan. I think. Um, the donuts were there's this kind of like you can tell when something's handmade you know like i was showing you my donut and it was like kind of like it's not a perfect circle like it doesn't look like it was made by a machine yeah you know like yeah. it looks like it was a handcrafted donut which is what you want yeah <laughs> you do i feel like we're donut snobs we are donut snobs don't snobs, snobs. <laughs> Yeah, don't make me a donut. Don't have a machine make me a donut and then just dip it in some like fancy toppings, you know? <laughs> we'll, we'll reject that donut. Oh, yeah. I want a real handmade donut and I want the big like metal racks full of donuts behind the counter, yeah. all like handmade. Yes. And I want them to be fluffy and delicious. And McFarland's was all of those things. They were. What kind did you get? I got a chocolate frosted. And it was like a a vanilla cream, a Bavarian cream. Yeah. I don't know what the difference between Bavarian and vanilla cream is. They taste kind of similar to me. I think yeah. Bavarian is a little more creamier and less like Well, I think you get a buttercream filled sometimes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's different. That's what I'm used to. Yeah. It's not, this was not like vanilla frosting. No, it no, was, it was, it was a actual cream. cream. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I also got a chocolate iced and then. Uh, just a plain glazed because I feel like you kind of have to always try the plain glazed at a donut shop to really get like if they're plain glazed is good they're usually pretty good yeah that's commendable of you I'm yeah. always lured and enticed by the fillings and I know well I like I'm I'm simple we've I've said this before yeah. and I like to try the simple donuts and honestly my favorite donut of all time would be a chocolate ice with sprinkles mm-hmm. they didn't have any with sprinkles that's my one qualm why didn't they have sprinkles? Yeah. Maybe maybe that's not a thing they did in 1930. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe the not. are the same. Um, but I did feel like the donut was, it was dense, but light. Yeah. And I know that doesn't make any sense, but it was, it was, it wasn't like you, it wasn't like a Krispy Kreme where you, it melts in your mouth and you, it kind of melt in your mouth though. Yeah. No, they did melt in your mouth. They did, but it was a little thicker. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. I think there's like a. There's a fluffy, like you can have fluffy donuts that just feel like really light and airy. Yeah. These weren't airy. They were still fluffy and soft, but yep. there was like a, yeah, there was an, a denseness yeah. to them. Um, But so we have a donut list that we've talked about before. And what is it called? The best donuts in the world? Yes. We've been on a mission. <laughs> we have been on a mission ever since we got married to find the best donuts in the world. And we have found what we think are some of the best. Oh, yeah. What, where did McFarland's rank on our list? They ranked number six. They we did? Okay. We still have a lot to try. So our top five. So if McFarlane was six, our top five are number one is Sonati's Bakery, Jacksonville Beach. Which is such an unlikely spot yes. for number one. But these donuts are delicious. They're phenomenal. Yeah. Yep. If you're ever in the Jacksonville Beach area, go to Sonati's. They yeah. also are like a full service bakery. They have cakes and sugar cookies and but the whole nine their yards. Their donuts are out of this world. Out of this world. 
to Uncle Benny's in San Francisco. We only went there once on our honeymoon. But, but we also, remember it. Yeah, we were blown away. Those were incredible. Sweet apple donuts, Alpharetta, Georgia. Yeah. Very good. So good. They They're, have a sourdough donut that is like one of the best things I've ever tasted. Yeah. They also have like a Long John sandwich donut with strawberries and powdered sugar. <laughs> sandwich donut. Is that how you describe that? It it's looks like, like a, a sandwich. strawberries cream powdered donut. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Shaped like a Long John. Yeah. In the form of a sandwich. Yeah. Uh, number four, Bob's Donuts in San Francisco. We really hit it hard in San Francisco. They had some amazing donuts out there. Yeah, we probably didn't even hit all the spots, but Bob's I think is the most popular in San Francisco. Yeah, but, but there we had only we had their cake donuts there. Mm-hmm. Those so, were pretty dense. But I'm really a big dense. cake donut yeah, fan. Yeah, and I'm more of a traditional. Yeah, I don't know. It was other donut. Either way, it was incredible. And then number five is glazed in Charleston. So good. Also, really incredible. Light, fluffy flavorful they have a raspberry donut that's good yeah you're not really like a tart flavor person but you loved that raspberry donut i did i couldn't eat the whole thing because it was so tart yeah i remember you were i was shocked though because you don't normally like that kind of stuff yeah and i was like wow you actually like this raspberry donut yeah so we will go through the whole list but as of right now those are our top six so mcfarland ranked pretty high they did. We've got a lot more to try. We do. So we'll see how it fares. Yeah. But it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, and then did you have anything else to say about donuts? I was just going to say, I'm really excited to try Round Rock Donuts <laughs> in Texas. We are planning a trip to Texas. And just to go get donuts. <laughs> that's one of the reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've talked about Round Rock before. We, it might have been last week or the week before. <laughs> that, but. Is, that is a, like one of the main reasons. No, I'm just kidding. I have a cousin that lives there and yes we're gonna go visit tori in dallas and also um but when in dallas you're pretty close to round rock yeah and we're also gonna go to waco see joanna Gaines. yes see her, the kingdom that they've built there yeah within so, texas we're really excited for that but anyways um and then after we got donuts we went to what was it called black bear coffee yes black a cute, bear little, coffee. cute little shop we almost bought a 32 dollar mug but we resisted but it it was like a black bear like face in made out of pottery it was like a ceramic mug we're, it was incredible nothing tempts us like a nice ceramic mug yeah we're definitely mug people but we have way too many yeah i know what are we gonna do what are we do with all our mugs Probably i just need a whole wall of our house yeah with just like a giant mug rack i'm not getting rid of any of them. a mug wall they both they all have meaning to me they're incredible all right you got anything else Should no i think news? that's enough let's get into some news all right. First up, we've got a few new openings in town as far as restaurants go. So Flying Fox Coffee is set to open a second location. We talked about them somewhat recently. They're located in Cartwright Food Hall. That's their main location. Their second is going to be inside Open Art Studios, which is located on South Main Street. And they are set to open next month. So good for Flying Fox. Yeah, that's awesome. It's interesting that both other locations are inside some other kind of, I guess like Cartwright Food Hall is like a conglomerate of businesses. I mean, yeah. it's a food hall. Uh, so I don't know. I guess they're into sharing the space, sharing the love. Sure. There's some strategy behind that. For sure. Um, also, Kava is opening up their third location on Woodruff Road. So I guess they, they felt left out of chain land. Yep. And they You're were like, chain. we've got to get on there. You're not a real chain until you're on Woodruff. That's We've said true. it before. Yeah. I tried Kava for the first time the other day, and I was pretty impressed. 
It's definitely one of the healthiest build-your-own-meal chains that I've been to. Yeah. And if you like Mediterranean food, definitely worth a try. I know. I still haven't tried it. So. You should definitely try it. I don't know. I think it's for. I think I liked it more than Kairos. I've never been to Kairos either. Yeah. You need to. I think Kava bought out Zoe's kitchen. Do you remember Zoe's? Yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think. I think Kava took over Zoe's. I wasn't a big fan of Zoe's though. Yeah, but it's. I mean, Kava's very different than Zoe's. It's okay. not like they just like rebranded it. Gotcha. Just their own stuff. That's interesting. I wonder why they did that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they they acquired Zoe's. It was an acquisition. Wow. Back in 2018. That feels like a long time ago. Yeah. It was like six years ago. Yeah, I think Kava's been around for a while, though. Yeah, I guess they have. I guess we're a little slow on the uptake here. Sometimes. All right, last new location opening. Vintage Coffee Cafe is planning to open up in May in the Overbrook neighborhood. And they're going to be located where Perch used to be. I'm pretty excited to try that place out. Yeah, me too. I think that is, oh, that's from the owners of. Oh, I know. You know what I'm talking about? Another restaurant town that I'm just totally blanking on the name of. Yeah, I I meant to write that down and then I didn't. I got it. I'm going to pull it up. Don't worry. Okay. See. It's another hip spot around town. I know. Um, Oh, Coastal Crust. Yes. There you go. Very it's cool. the owner of Coastal Crust that's okay. opening it. So they're going to know what they're doing. I'm For sure. sure. All right. Next up, a Furman grad was elected president of Finland. Alex Stubb graduated in 1993, and he is the first Furman graduate to serve as head of state. This is incredible. I know. This is some incredible news. I feel like this should give Greenville or maybe just Furman some kind of special privileges. Like I just what? don't know what they would be yet. Okay. Like free plane tickets to finland all the Furman students and yeah faculty? or everyone in greenville all the greenville residents okay or automatic finnish citizenship sounds reasonable yeah or like a, or at least like a new park in greenville funded by the finnish government that's like a mini replica of finland oh almost like yeah like a thank you to greenville right like we have a mini replica of central park and we have like you know a few yeah. different mini replicas we need right. one of that's shaped like finland yeah like a gift from Finland. Yeah. Right, to us. Yeah, I that, think that's that's only, that, like, that's the least he could do. For sure. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe that will happen. Maybe Send you Alex can... an email. One of his professors at Furman, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you can get in contact with him. Yeah. Let Tell him, him know. Tell him we want to park. Yeah. Or free plane tickets. One of the two. All right. Next up, Sun and Soil Plant Shop has just opened up a DIY terrarium bar. You get to choose your vessel and then plants, either tropical or desert, and then build your terrarium. They supply your plants, obviously, soil, materials, and decor. I think this is pretty cool. I saw some crazy terrariums on YouTube the other day. I guess that's just my algorithm deciding what was I would a, like. Was it a short? A YouTube short? I, th- I think it was a full video. Okay. And some dude was building like a mini rainforest, which was like a full functioning ecosystem with plants and insects. And In stuff. his house? Yeah. And it was it was a huge like aquarium type that, tank. That reminds me of that guy that you know that <laughs> turned a bedroom in his house into um, like a lizard sanctuary. Yeah, he was big into lizards. He had a lot of lizards. <laughs> and he had sand on the ground. Yeah, or like soil, like he was dumping soil on his ground. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was kind of crazy. That was crazy. I would love to go to his house and check out what that looks like. Yeah. So I don't I don't think this is exactly what Sun and Soil is going for. But if you want to start your own rainforest in your house, this would be a good place to start. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I wonder if you could like end up introducing some I don't know, like you do a little desert terrarium and then you get a scorpion in there or something. Oh my gosh, why would you ever get a scorpion? <laughs> People have pet scorpions. Ew. We won't talk about this anymore. Okay, yeah. But anyways, go check that out. That'd be fun. Yeah, okay. Um, next up, we have an update on the red pandas at the zoo. The people have chosen the names. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. It's a Mushu and Cricket. There you go. Mushu and Cricket. The best names on the list. What? I voted for Johnny and June. Yeah, well, I but like I, Mushu and Cricket. I like Mushu and Cricket, too. Those though. are good names. Yeah. Um, also, red pandas are really cool looking. That they was are. They were my favorite animal, I think, when we visited the zoo. Yeah. But I got to get on my soapbox about pandas for a second. Did you oh, know gosh. that I had a soapbox yeah, about pandas? Yeah, I do know that you have a soapbox about because, pandas. Because, well, this is, it's dumb because... I think so. Red pandas are less of a transgressor in this than giant pandas, but both of them eat almost exclusively bamboo, and it absolutely baffles me. So, like, both red pandas and giant pandas have the gastrointestinal tract of a carnivore, so they can hardly process any nutrients from bamboo, and they have to eat incredible amounts of it just to stay alive. I was looking at the stats on this. Red pandas can only digest like a third of the dry matter of what they're eating which is better than giant pandas who can only digest 17%. Mm. Does that not make any sense? Well, I think pandas are just lazy, right? They're lazy because they're eating bamboo, which has no nutritional value, and they have to eat it all day long to even get any nutrition. They've had to evolve like anti-toxic mechanisms because they're consuming so much cyanide from the bamboo and they would be like poisoned to death. Oh my gosh. And so they're just like super lethargic. They can hardly reproduce. They're going to like, they like roll over and kill their young because they just like have no energy. I'm like, no wonder you're going extinct. <laughs> that's terrible. No that's wonder. not funny, but like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, basically, it's like a vicious cycle that they're in. Yeah, they're a giant bear that doesn't eat meat, even though they're made to eat meat. They've got to, someone's got to break the chain, the generational curse of the panda. Yeah, they need species-wide behavioral modification. They they need some counseling. They need something. (laughs) And I don't know, like, I don't know how they got into this mess. I don't know either. But but pandas need a lot of help. Red (laughs) pandas, not as much. Red pandas, I think they're okay. Like, they're they're smaller. They have a, you know, I don't know, better metabolism or something. Someone's got to intervene. With yeah. the pandas. I know. Yeah. Okay. People like when people have giant pandas in captivity, they like take the kids away from the mother because they're like, yeah, she's going to roll over and crush them. She like can't. That's wild to me. I know. Just they have to like save because pandas she from rolls themselves. over. Sorry, but she rolls over and then she's just too tired to. I th- Yeah, I think they just like don't have energy to, to raise their kids. They literally they like conserve energy all day. They'll like see a hill and they'll like turn around. Because they just like, they're like, I can't climb that hill. Wow. Yeah. All they can do is eat. Dang. It's sad. Yeah. We need to help the pandas. Yeah. Someone help them. Save them from themselves. All right. That's enough about pandas. All right. Next up, the Peace Center has begun announcing their lineup for outdoor concerts. Said to begin on April 12th and tickets start at $35. For more info, you can head over to the Peace Center's website. Yeah. I think we need to go to one of these this year. 
We definitely do. We haven't been, and it sounds like it would be fun. We haven't been to one of their outdoor concerts. Yes, we've been to one of the Peace Center's indoor concerts. Yes. yes. I know. The outdoor and the setting out there is so cool, like right near Falls Park, yeah. and that's just like an awesome venue. It's a good vibe. Um, And then last work of the day, some sad news. The bake room has closed after five years in business. So the bake room was located at the Commons, and I mean, we had one of their chocolate chip cookies several times i know they're so good they have really good pastries we covered them like a year ago as one of our eats and treats yeah um and the reviews were crazy like they were so good about the bake room yeah. talking about how it was like people were transported to europe it was delicious so yeah i don't know why i mean i know they were only open like a couple days a week the hours were tricky yeah which maybe is like for the rent you're paying on the commons like you probably need to be open all the time in order to sell enough to make it yeah you know? yeah i don't know i don't know what their situation was yeah obviously running a business is really hard i will say every time like or not every time but a couple times like i've been at the commons and wanted to go there and then it wasn't open so yeah yeah i don't know i wonder what's going to be there next they yeah they should definitely like open up another one oh for sure because they're deli- they're amazing they're delicious oh, rise bakery should move in there and have a second location. Julian, if you're listening to this, you need to move into the commons. And have that would be epic. I know that's pretty <laughs> that's close to close, West Greenville. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, it might not be like But I mean, because of the amount of traffic in there yeah. and how good Rise's stuff is, yeah, I think it's a good idea. They're already popping out tons of pastries. They might as well just... I know, they are. They're selling so much stuff. I mean, they'd, they would need to hire a whole bunch more people to, yeah. to handle that, but that would be sweet. An interesting idea. Definitely uh, would be a good space for another bakery. Yeah, for sure. Right next to Methodical. Genius. I know. That's like, that's where you need another bakery. Yeah. And they're already getting a, a bunch of new restaurants and as part of the phase two project on the other side. You that's know? true. So it's like, we don't necessarily need a bunch more lunch or dinner options. That's true. I'm sure a restaurant has their eye on that space. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. All right, let's get into some events for the weekend. So on Friday, Fire Forge is having live music from 7 to 9 featuring the Kashmir possums. Yes. Holy cow. I know. I wrote <laughs> that down. That was the thing that I was like, oh, there's something that I meant to tell you about the events for the weekend. And it was that. If there's we had a band, a band yeah. we totally would be named the Kashmir possums. Yeah, I thought you would really like that. That's incredible. Yep. Wow, I'm going to go just because of that. I'm already a fan. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, And then also Saturday and Sunday, the Greenville Swamp Rabbits are playing at 7 p.m. on Saturday and 3 p.m. on Sunday at Bont's Coors, of course. And it is Military Appreciation Night on Saturday. And also Saturday, Cookies and Brews is taking place at Grateful Brew. You can enjoy six Girl Scout cookie pairing options for both coffee and beer. That's hilarious. Pairing options. It sounds like you're getting like a flight of like Girl Scout cookies. I think you do. That's actually. amazing. Yeah. You can also purchase cookies from an on-site Girl Scout booth. And that is 12 to 4 p.m. at Grateful Brew. That's amazing. I probably will stop by because it's so hard to find Girl Scouts. I know. You really got to track down. They need like Girl Scout locator like website where you could track yes. them. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's probably a bad idea. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm sure... Um, I'm sure if you follow them on Instagram or something, yeah. they'll probably announce. However, where they're I, be. I do need a Girl Scout plug. So honestly, if there's someone listening to this and your daughter is a Girl Scout, shoot us a DM and I will buy Girl Scout cookies from her. Okay. Because I 
I love Girl Scout cookies. Just can't get enough. I mean, who doesn't? I never buy enough, first of all. So if yeah. your daughter sells Girl Scout cookies, send me a DM and I will. I'll buy a couple boxes. <laughs> what are the ones that you like the most? What are they called? Uh, I think, so I love Thin Mints. I used to not okay. like those as much, but I actually really do like them now. Um, and then, so I grew up in Georgia and we called them um, Samoas there, but I think they're called Caramel Delights here. In South Carolina, they are? Yeah. And then um, also trefoils, but I think they're called like just the shortbread cookie here. Interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. Oh, we'll see on their website. It says Caramel Delights slash Samoas. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, I guess they just have. I know them as Samoas. What them. does it say for trefoils? Let's see. It just says trefoils. Oh, okay. What do they call them here? I thought they called them a shortbread something or okay. I don't know. But those are, yeah, the the kinds I go for. Um, I feel like those are some pretty pretty original flavors. Yeah, I feel like I haven't had some of these Adventurefuls brownie inspired cookies topped with caramel flavored cream. Yeah, that's got to be a new one. Man, I've never seen anything like that before. Lemon ups, yeah, oh, the lemonades. I know yeah, people those like those. Good. I'm not a lemon person. Really, thin mints are really good. Oh yeah. Put them in the freezer. Delicious. All right. I'm okay. ready. We'll be a grateful brew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then last up on Saturday, the, of course, we have the Toasty Farmer's Market taking place from 11 to 2 at Fireforge. And there's going to be 30 vendors offering fresh produce and locally made products. And then we have the Frosty Farmer from 10 to 2 at Think Tank Brew Lab. So pick your poison. Go to one of those pick your poison. <laughs> farmer's markets. And yeah, sounds like a pretty chill a weekend around Greenville, but I mean, if you call brews and Girl Scout cookies chill, I mean that's a great event for sure. That is a great event, and the cashmere possums, and the cashmere possums. Yeah, who sounds am I like kidding? a rager. Of it's a, a rager. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much for tuning in to Greenville Mike this week. Please remember to like, subscribe, share this podcast with all your friends, family, distant relatives, and people you meet on the street. Especially the people you meet on the street. Yeah, definitely. Especially if it's a street in Greenville. Yes. They need to be listening to this. Yeah. Um, and like, subscribe. And that's it. Leave us a five star review. And we'll see you at the Cashmere Possums concert on Friday. We'll see you then.